Welcome to Simple Truth, the teaching ministry of Pastor Eddie Turner and Family Worship Center in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Through the practical and simple explanation of God's Word, Pastor Eddie has taught the Word of God to thousands of people around the world. The following message is from a recent service at Family Worship Center in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Let's join Pastor Eddie as he shares simple truths from God's Word. If you have your Bibles, turn to Second Chronicles chapter 7. If you have your phones, do your thumb up to Second Chronicles chapter 7. If you have your iPad, do it this way. All right. I mean, brought your real Bible. God bless you. God bless you. The Apostle Paul says, bring me my parchments. He didn't say, bring me my iPad. But if it had him, he'd have said, bring me my iPad. He said, bring me the King James Version. <laughs> that was written 1,600 years before the, after the Apostle Paul. So I'm sure he said, bring me the King James. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 I'm going to read from King James's son, the new King James. It says, if my people, a very familiar passage, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin and heal their land promise of God. Seventy-seven years ago this month, and in fact, 77 years ago this weekend, May of 1940, was a time of grave crises for the British Empire and for the whole civilized world. On May 10th, 1940, 77 years ago this month, Hitler launched his blitzkrieg against Belgium and France. And by the end of the second week of May, 77 years ago this month, the French defense forces had been broken. Those French, they're, they're a bunch of pansies. <laughs> German forces, German panzer forces led by Rommel, Rommel and his 7th Panzer Division burst through and with lightning speed began a rapid advance across France and Belgium. Very soon, Rommel's armored pincer movement was threatening the British army with encirclement, and the British forces were being told to withdraw. Back at home, Winston Churchill feared that it would be his dreaded responsibility to announce the greatest military disaster in Britain's long history. At the same time, on May the 27th, 1940, 77 years ago yesterday, the German high command went so far as to send out a communique to its people and to its military. Quote, The British army is encircled and our troops are proceeding to its annihilation. With the entire front collapsing rapidly, the decision was reached 
in England to evacuate British forces from the continent. But the only port which to evacuate the British expeditionary force was Dunkirk. And that was already being encircled by the Germans. Winston Churchill later wrote, quote, I thought some I thought and some good judges agreed with me that perhaps twenty thousand or thirty thousand of our three hundred thousand men would survive. He thought that as many as thirty thousand out of three hundred thousand would survive. They understood that the whole root and brain of the British army seemed to about to perish, getting ready to perish on the field, or at least, at best, be led into starvation and captivity by the Germans. Seeing this developing, His Majesty King George VI, did anybody ever see, did any of you ever watch the movie The King's Speech? King George VI, that's him, requested that Sunday, May the 26th, 77 years ago this month, this weekend, His Majesty King George VI requested that Sunday, May the 26th, should be observed as a national day of prayer. In a stirring broadcast, His Majesty, King George VI, called the people of Britain to commit their cause to God. Together with the cabinet, the king attended Westminster Abbey, while millions of his subjects in all parts of the Commonwealth and British Empire flocked to churches to join in prayer. The whole nation was at prayer on that Sunday, 77 years ago today. The scene outside Westminster Abbey was remarkable. Photographs show long lines of people who were just streaming into the church all day long and all night long just to pray for their nation. In an hour of deep distress, a cry from both the king and the people of like was going up to God in prayer. Let me tell you, that cry did not go unheard. For very soon, three miracles started to take place. Miracle number one. The first miracle was that for some strange reason, which has never been fully explained, Hitler overruled his generals and halted the advance of his armored columns at the very point when they could have proceeded to British Army's annihilation. The second miracle was a storm of unprecedented fury broke over the English Channel on May the 28th, 77 years ago today, in 1940. And it grounded all the German air defense forces. The British Army formations now, 8 to 12 miles from Dunkirk, could move up to the foot of the coast in the darkness of the storm and the violence of the rain, and the air patrol could not affect them in any way because it had been grounded. The third miracle was that there was a great calm, as has rarely been experienced, settled over the English Channel the days which followed, and the waters became as still as a pond. 
It was such a quite extraordinary calm that it enabled a vast armada of ships and little ships and boats, privately owned boats, anything that could float to ferry back and forth across the 20-mile English Channel from the beaches of Dunkirk back to Britain. For you see, King Majesty, the King, the King, King George VI, got on the radio and he told the people, if you own a boat, 330,000 of our men are stuck in Dunkirk. If you own a boat, a fishing boat, a, a pleasure boat, get out there and go get our men. And thousands of Brits went across that 20 miles and rescued and evacuated British soldiers. And it couldn't have been done with all those little private boats had the sea not been calm. So grateful was the nation for this mighty deliverance that Sunday, June the 9th, 1940, was appointed as a day of national thanksgiving. On the eve of that day, the daily paper, the daily telegraph of Britain reported this. The prayers, the prayers of the nation were answered. And that the God of hosts himself has supported the valiant men of the British Expeditionary Force. And instead of 300,000 men being lost... Over 330,000 men were evacuated miraculously. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 3, Call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Second Chronicles seven fourteen, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and heal their land. During the month of May, we have emphasized the subject of prayer here at Family Worship Center. Each week, we've had a specific prayer focus. And each week, we've asked you, our church family, to spend a few minutes every day taking home a, a, a folder that looks something like, a sheet of paper that looks something like this, with four specific prayer focuses. Now, I know today who has been praying every day, because the Spirit of God told everybody who's been praying to wear Converse tennis shoes today. So if you don't have on Converse, I know you hadn't been praying. How many, how many conversers do we have in the, in the church? Stand up. Everybody with converse tennis shoes on, stand up. Thank you for praying. Thank you. Thank you so very much for praying. Week number one, we prayed for the spiritual harvest fields. Week number two, since it, since it was Thursday, we've been praying for our families. Then last week, week number three, since it was graduation week, we've been praying for our students and children. Today we come to the final week of our prayer emphasis. This week I'm asking the FWC family to join me in praying for our nation. Praying for our nation. I shared a statement with you from John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist Church, over the last three weeks. 
And it's this. It seems God is limited by our prayer life. God can do nothing for mankind unless someone asks Him. When Jesus taught His disciples how to pray, in the famous prayer we know as the Lord's Prayer, Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 6, verse number 10. He says, pray like this, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. People say all the time, why did God allow that to happen? Why did God allow that to happen? Well, maybe God allowed it to happen because we didn't ask Him to do different. Maybe God allowed it to happen because we didn't ask Him to do different. His kingdom is not going to automatically come on earth just because it's His will. It will happen as God's people pray. That's why Jesus said, pray like this, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. It takes mankind to pray in the plan and purposes of God for our lives and for our nation. It's not going, if God's will is going to be done on, in America, it will not be done because of the skill of the Republicans or the Democrats. We see what their skill has done for us. It's divided us. This Memorial Day week, I am asking the FWC family to spend a few minutes. Can you take 10 or 15 minutes for the next seven days asking the Lord to help the United States of America? This is a wonderful holiday weekend. And we will enjoy picnics and and the lake vacations, fun, and games. And it's the way it ought to be. We love it. On Monday, tomorrow, many folks are off from work. And they'll enjoy the day relaxing and and watching a miracle take place. You don't realize you're watching a miracle take place tomorrow. What miracle, Pastor? The Nashville Predators are playing in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I'm telling you, this is a great week. Miracles of miracles is taking place. Yet underneath the fun and festivities of this holiday weekend, there is an anger and a turmoil that's seething and boiling in the United States of America. In our wonderful city, violent crime is on the rise. Drug addiction is epidemic. Desperate people are losing hope, and suicides are becoming a routine thing in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. But there is hope. If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. In the larger cities of our nation, people are taking to the streets to protest their distrust of authority and leadership. In other nations of the world, anarchy is taking place. Terrorism is a continual threat, and the debt that nations have today is escalating to the point that many nations are on the verge of total bankruptcy. But there is hope. If my people, who are called by my name, 
will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. This day, this Memorial Day Sunday, as we remember and honor the men and women who gave their lives for our freedom, the least we can do this week is to commit a few minutes every day this week praying for the peace and prosperity of the nation for which they courageously died to protect. That's the least we can do. Parents and grandparents, parents and grandparents, I beg you to join me in prayer this week for our nation. The country we've been blessed to grow up in, in which we enjoy life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is swiftly changing. In many of our cities and neighborhoods, the sound of bouncing basketballs and the crack of the baseball bat has given way to gunfire and drug dealing. Here, even in our city. But there is hope. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So this Memorial Day week, I'm asking our church family, I'm begging you to join me in taking God at His word and pray. Numbers chapter 23 verse 19 says this, God is not human that he should lie, nor a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not feel? Listen, what God said he would do, he will do. And he says, if you'll humble yourselves and pray, I will hear and I will heal your land. So I'm asking you, I'm begging you, I'm pleading with you to join me, if no more than just a few moments this week, every day, and pray for our nation. I'm asking you to join me in praying for these four things that we've given to everyone who's wanted one that came through today. Number one, ask the Lord to send a spiritual revival and outpouring to our nation. You know, yeah, we need refined policies and we need new ideas and we need creative policies and, and, and doing things different and we need all of that good stuff that politically needs to take place. We need that. But let me tell you something. Everything is a long way toward being solved when people's hearts are turned back to the Lord Jesus Christ. There's nothing long-term lasting that's ever going to fix America born in the halls of Washington, D.C., it takes place in the hearts of men and women. Look what it says in Psalm chapter 33, verse 12. Blessed is the nation. Blessed is the nation. Everybody say, blessed is the nation. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people He chose for inheritance. Notice what it says. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. I see it every day when I drive down our roads. Jesus is Lord. Stickers on the back. Jesus is Lord. Do you know what the word Lord means? The word Lord means authority, master, ruler. But unfortunately, an American gospel has emerged. One in which we love His salvation but refuse His lordship. We accept the benefits of His sacrifice on the cross but neglect the responsibilities of living a holy life. 
Notice what it says. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, whose God is the master, whose God is the ruler, whose God is the authority. It's one thing to say you're a Christian and been saved, but is he the authority in your life? Is he the master? If he's not master, if he's not ruler, if he's not the authority, if we continually do things that he is displeased with because we want to do it and just put a blessing on it, that doesn't make us pleasing to the Lord. He is not the Lord. The Lord. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. He's the authority in our life. One generation ago, the idea of God and the name of God was welcomed in the marketplace and the civic arena. Today, court battles abound in an effort to remove the Christian God from any recognition in public places. The Antichrist spirit that has been unleashed in America has a volley of logical arguments to promote their cause. And to debate spiritually dark men and women often seems futile. There's one thing, there's one thing that hardened men cannot refute. And that is the experience of a move of God upon a purpose, purpose person's heart and mine. In an effort to reason with spiritually blind people, we have forgotten that the Spirit of God in a moment of time can arrest, convince, and transform the darkest doubter and the most verbal cynic. That's why I'm asking you to join me for an outpouring of the Spirit of God upon our land. You can't get through to them logically sometimes, but the Spirit of God in a moment's time can arrest them. Listen to what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Talking about people who don't know Jesus, people who are lost, people who have an antichrist spirit. It says, if the good news we preach is hidden to anyone, it is hidden from the one who is on the road to eternal death. He says, Satan, who is the god of this world, has made them blind, unable to see the glorious light of the gospel that is shining upon him, or to understand the amazing message we preach about the glory of Christ, who is God. Have you ever talked to someone about Jesus and they look at you like you're a dummy? And you know what he's done in your life, and you see how bad they are situation they're in, and they won't listen to you. They'll argue with you, and they're the ones in trouble, and you're the one that's free. Why? Because they're blinded. The God of this world has blinded their minds, but in a moment's time, the Spirit of God can convince them and convict them of their plight in life. So I asked you to humbly, I humbly asked you to join me this week for an outpouring to pray that God would send an outpouring upon our land of His Spirit of conviction. Number two, I asked you this week to join me to pray for godly wisdom and protection for the leaders of our nation. Notice what it says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. The Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul said this to young Timothy. He says, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings, and for all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. Well, pastor, I don't like that guy that's up there. I don't like that president. I don't like that governor. I don't like that congressman. 
So I can't pray for them. Aren't you glad Jesus doesn't feel that way? When we've done things that he didn't like, the Bible says he ever lives to make intercession and pray for us. The Bible says while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. I don't like things, I haven't liked things that have gone on up there for 20 years. To me, every one of them needs to be put in jail. But I still pray for them. I still pray for God's wisdom. Listen, my not praying is not going to change anything. My praying is going to bring the forces of heaven to bear against the forces of the Antichrist that is trying to destroy our nation. Has nothing to do with you whether you like them or don't like them. Has nothing to do with whether you agree with them or not agree with them. Has to do with you're a child of the Most High God. And if you love your children, and if you love your grandchildren, and you want them to live a peaceable and honest and holy life in a good environment, you better pray for whoever's up there. And pray for wisdom. And pray for protection. I pray for them. Pray for them every single day. Notice the results of praying for our elected leaders. It's for your benefit. We live a peaceful and quiet life in all godliness and holiness. Number three, I asked you to join me in praying for a spirit of peace and unity in our nation. Command the spirit of division and disunity to be bound. Here's a scripture I don't like. You have any you don't like? Here's one I don't like. Romans 13, 1. Everyone must submit to governing authorities. For all authority comes from God, and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. Well, that's not true. Well, it is true, too. The Apostle Paul wrote it to the church at Rome while he was in prison by the authorities. And he said, we have to submit to the authorities. The ones that put me in prison... Innocently in prison. Falsely accused me. Put me in prison. But I'm going to submit to the authority. You can feel it and sense it in America. Anger. Frustration. Hatred. Toward anyone who thinks or believes different than you. You cut somebody off in traffic and they don't run up to your car saying, Jesus loves you. There is an anger in people. An anger. The days of civil debate and idea exchange has given way to uncivil protest and character assassination. That's not from heaven. Don't get caught up in it. Don't get caught up in it. I've watched some of you get on you get on Facebook and you call people of the other side or however you don't you call them names. Listen, that's not from heaven. That's not righteous indignation. That's your flesh. Listen to what the the writer in James said. James chapter three, verse thirteen. He says this if you're wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life. Doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. Verse 14. But if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. 
Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For, whatever, for wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and every evil kind. Verse 17. Here's where we need to be. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. Every post on Facebook, you ought to be planting seeds of peace. Every word of political debate you get into needs to be planting seeds of peace. Planting seeds of peace. Let me tell you something. We don't, we don't represent Trump. We don't represent Obama. We don't represent Clinton. We don't represent Corker. We don't represent Haslam. We don't represent the Republicans or the Democrats. We don't represent the whites or the blacks or the Asians or the Hispanics. We represent the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. That's who we represent. That's who we represent. And when we speak things and do things and act in ways that give Him a bad name, we put a dent in eternal blessings and opportunities for people. Number four. Ask the Lord to send spiritual, physical, and financial blessings to our communities. Join me in asking God to bless our community, our Murfreesboro. You might want to throw in there, and Lord, help me to get from one side of the city to the other side of the city. I like this one. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 7. The Lord says through the prophet Jeremiah, And work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Now think about that. He says, you've gone into exile. You're a slave. You're a slave. And he says, here's what I'm telling you to do. Work for the peace and prosperity of the place where you're a slave. Pray to the Lord for it. For its welfare will determine your welfare. I want Murfreesboro and Rutherford County blessed because if Murfreesboro and Rutherford County is blessed, it'll be a blessing for my life and my children and my grandchildren. Dave Ramsey says this, 76% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. 76% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. 64% of Americans can't cover a $1,000 emergency. And then this is the heartbreak. The number one marriage problem in America is money arguments. Yet we're the most prosperous nation in the world. But 76% of us can't go a week without a paycheck. And 60-something percent of us can't cover a $1,000 emergency. We need to pray for real blessings upon our, our community. Pray for jobs. Pray for opportunity. Listen, when you read something in the paper or hear something in the news about some other company coming or some job opening, don't be like 
so many people, oh, just a bunch of outsiders, a bunch of foreigners coming in, going to mess up our streets. Listen, they're bringing employment opportunities. They teach that your grandchild might work for one day. The Bible says, listen to what the Word of God says. God said through the prophet Jeremiah, work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Then he says this, pray to the Lord for that city. That's why I asked you to join me this week in praying for blessings upon our city here in Murfreesboro. Pray for the blessings. Pray for the Lord of that city. For its welfare will determine your welfare. Hallelujah. Four things. Ask the Lord this week for a spiritual outpouring. Pray for godly wisdom and protection for our leaders, whether you like them or not. Pray for a spirit of peace and unity. Command the spirit of disunity to be broken over our nation. And ask the Lord to send spiritual, physical, and financial blessings upon Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Would you join me this week in taking just a few minutes to pray about these four things? Would you stand with me? Thank you for listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Eddie Turner. Please join us at Family Worship Center, 3045 Memorial Boulevard, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, when you are in the Middle Tennessee area. You can also learn more about FWC at our website, www.familywc.com. Thank you again for listening to The Simple Truth.